Welcome to All Time Greatness. I'm Anthony. I'm Beast One. And our f- first um, topic of the day is reviewing Week 11's game. Yeah, that was 11. Yeah, Week 11. Um, do you want to go first, me? Um, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Because you have a lot to say about your mm-hmm. team, so I just get fine at that. So the first game I'm taking or picking is the ending of a game that I saw after mine went off, which was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers visiting the Indianapolis Colts. So in that game, I guess the stats, um, Brady, had he threw 34 passes, completed 25 of them for 226 yards, a touchdown, and an interception. Jonathan, or no, Leonard Fournette had 17 carries for 100 yards and three touchdowns, and then Gronkowski had seven receptions for 123 yards, and Fournette also had 31 yards for a touchdown as well. So he had four touchdowns that day, but one when receiving. The other side of the ball, Wentz threw 44 pass attempts, completed 27 of them for 306 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Jonathan Taylor had 83 yards on 16 carries for a touchdown, and Jack Doyle, the tight end, had six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. So from what I saw at the end of this game, judging by the final score of 38-31 to 31 with Tampa Bay just barely geeking it out, this looked like a close neck-and-neck game where both teams were evenly matched and it literally came down to who had the ball last for who was going to win. So Jonathan, um, Leonard Fournette had himself a day. We already know the week before that, Taylor had himself a day. So it's a battle of two of the best running backs right now in the league. For that game, at least it was. Did you watch that game? What did you think about it? I don't know if you watched the game by any chance, but... What game? Um, Tampa Bay's. Uh, no, I, I didn't. Uh, do your game. But uh, I will say that the Colts are a contending team, you know, in my eyes. I think they could push for a playoff spot, have a chance. Um, because recently they've just been playing really well. So I'd give them a playoff spot. You're saying Taylor could be MVP. Jonathan Taylor could be MVP. Right now, he's my MVP pick. They don't really give it to running backs, but this year they might have to change that. My game is the Steelers-Bengals. A lot um, to say about your team because you're not happy. You know, Big Ben went 24 of 41, 263, one touchdown, two interceptions. Regarding Ben, his career is over. First ballot, though, so good for him. First ballot Hall of Famer, um, two-time Super Bowl champion, um, fifth all-time passing yards, fifth-time all-completion, um, all-time completions, fifth in touchdowns, um, he's owned this division for so long, so, um, you know, it sucks. To, you know, see your quarterback growing up, um, and now, you know. They're about to be gone. About to be gone. So it's going to be, it's going to enter a new chapter in Steelers football. Um, but that's the quarterback position, I'm just going to say. For the offense, though, whole side of the offensive side of the ball is terrible, besides running back. Um, and James Washington. They need to fix this whole offense, starting with the offensive line. Grabbing quarterback in the draft, and um, bring bringing in receivers that want to play football instead of worrying about their social media. That's offense. I'm just gonna be nicely about it. That's your offensive problems. Well, Washington's fine. Defense, though, you know, you got to get a little help on there because you have Minka Fitzpatrick playing um a position he's never played. Is he doing well for that? Is no. And then you're having a person be wide open on the backside because he's not able to be there because he has to play a position that he doesn't play. That you can't get someone to play. So there's your issue with that. So the total of this means you're trash. Um, trash doesn't win games. Trash doesn't keep you in the league. Um... Trash doesn't help. You want to get you want to get rid of trash. Um, 
Steelers football, and a lot of legends are upset, and I will attest. This is not Steelers football. Mike Tomlin in his 16 to... Yeah, 16. Yeah, because I was four. Yeah, so... No. Yeah, because I'm 20, so yeah, 16, yeah. So, six... No. Bro, just make your mind up. (laughs) 16 or 17, one of those. He has never had a losing season. This might be the year. This isn't Mike Tomlin's fault. This is a player's um what's the word on the floor? I'll just say the player's fault. The player's problem. The reason why is because as we all grow to know, there's three things that make the black and yellow. The steel curtain. Winning and like what you just said, the dirty towel. What um, when you had Terry Bradshaw and Chuck Noll, how many Super Bowls did they win? Four. Bill Cower and Big Ben, how many Super Bowls did they won? One, and then he won one with Tomlin, right? The Tomlin, how many has he won? One. How many has he been to? Two. There you go. Um. This team is a winning team for history. That's basically this organization has been built off of winning. The three things that the black and yellow have been made of is one, toughness. You go into the field and you punish your opponent and you hit them as hard as you can. Two. You don't give a sh- You're going to work your ass off till the job is done. And when's the job done? When you hold up that Lombardi. Number three. And, oh, I like number three. Um, Being feared. No one's feared of the Pittsburgh Steelers right now. At all. You had a team that... Has been at the bottom of the barrel in the AFC North for a very long time. In the Bengals or the Browns? In the Bengals. And the Browns. Mainly the Browns. You lose to them in the wild card. You get swept by the Bengals this year. There's issues that are not supposed to be happening. I'm just going to be nice about it. Find another quarterback. Haskins is not it. Rudolph, the red no reindeer, is not it. The offensive line needs to be different. The defense needs a little better. But it's not that bad. I'm tired of having players, and this is what is wrong. Football is not a social media sport. It's not supposed to be all love. No sport is social media. Football is this one sport. You're going there. You're going up against another grown man who has to pay the bill for his family. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Football, back in the day, which I think it shouldn't have changed, but we have people that want to change the game. Called softies, I like to say. You have... It, back then, it was... You hit the person in the mouth and you give zero crap. Now it's... I don't want to hit you. I care about my social media followers. If I'm the coach... They're off the team. You're off. I'm not having people who care more about social media than getting popped in the mouth. Because clearly getting popped in the mouth is nice. I never knew getting popped in the mouth was a good feeling. I've been popped. It hurts. It's not a good feeling. 
don't know how it's a good feeling for them. So it's called, you better change your mindset because if I'm Mike Tomlin, all of your asses are on the hot seat. And now you can't even Every beat. single one. You mentioned one thing about social media, you're out. You mentioned another thing about, oh, what are you doing later? You're out. You mentioned something that doesn't involve football, you're out. You said you wouldn't even let the phones come in. I'm banning all phones. It's football, you come there, you work your ass off, and then you can go home and deal with your personal issues. You're turning the Steelers organization that has been the biggest in the besides the Patriots, way before the Patriots, the most consistent franchise in all the sports. You have the Yankees, the Steelers, the Lakers, and that's it. Celtics, maybe. You have these teams that are pri- given pride to win every single year, and that is it. No losing. Losing is not an exception. Clearly, it's starting to turn. It and is. And that's because, not supposed to Because now In the Steelers, even. let me just finish. When in the Steelers locker room, before you head out onto the field, there is a big sign, a big metal quote. There is a standard, and you play up to that standard. And you play up to the standard those have left behind. That's what it says. Something like that. I know I got the standard part right, but the ending, I'm not sure if I got correct. Troy Palomalu is the definition of a Pittsburgh Steeler. The definition. The reason why is because every play he went out there, he gave it 110%. He's now a Hall of Famer. He doesn't give a. He didn't give a damn who you are on the field. He hit you. That's why him and Ed Reed are the top two greatest of all-time safeties. Sean Taylor. You better be playing his Hall of Fame speech every single day you come into the facility because this is not acceptable as the Pittsburgh Steeler. Not acceptable. So you better start changing it. And you're asking for music to be played at practice instead. That's, that's terrible. But now let me get off the Steelers because they don't deserve any recognition right now. So let's get to the Bengals. They are a playoff team. You could book them right now. They're them. I'd put them ahead of Baltimore. Cincinnati is the class of the AFC North. So, Cincy, you're the best team in the AFC North. Good job. Um, Joe Burrow went 20 of 24, 190 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Pretty, pretty standard stat line. Pretty good. Joe Mixon though. Looking like his old self. 28 carries, 165 yards, two touchdowns, average 5.9 yards a carry. Player of the week right there. T. Higgins, six receptions, 114 yards, and one touchdown. You had the Bengals. Just go back real quick to the Steelers. You had the Bengals celebrating all game long. So congrats to the Bengals. They they showed how football is supposed to be done. So they deserve to celebrate. Good job. You I I have them winning the AFC North and possibly a playoff game. So good good job to Cincy. They're probably going to take Pittsburgh's spot for the next couple of years as the class of the AFC North. So good job. Surprises me because even though you had a lot to say about your team, you kept it calm, you were calm about it. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And you know it's bad when they can't even beat a winless team now. Mm-hmm. But that's my takeaway from this game. And then you were saying stuff about like trades you think you should do, like possibly Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers. I'm not getting into that right now. <laughs> that's for another day. Yep. Um, so now, since we're covering teams' games, I'm covering my team's game, which was when my Giants played the Eagles. So for the game, I'm going to talk about my team first. Daniel Jones, he... He threw 19 for 30 for 202 yards and one touchdown. Galladay had 50 yards and three receptions. And a fun stat in the game is, I think they said he's had about either 22 or 23 receptions this year. And all but three of them were catches that he made that got us a first down. Include Kenny Galladay. Including two first downs that he had this past week. And 
For the other side of the ball, Jalen Hurts, 14 of 31, 129 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, but he had eight carries for 77 yards. So our defense played outstanding. We made Hurts have to try to beat us with his legs because he was throwing bad passes and looking like he was playing in his first NFL game all over again. And Xavier McKinney's having himself a year because he had like a 90-point-something PFF rating, and he was the highest-ranked safety for the league this week. And apparently Daniel Jones, he suffered a neck strain on the first possession of the game for us, but he played through the pain, and now there's rumors that he might not suit up this Sunday versus Miami versus rumors that he might suit up. So now I guess it's just a matter of how he's feeling because we play Miami this week. I would hope we could beat them. We beat the Eagles, so that was good. Division rivalry. Now we're four and seven. They're five and seven. So let's say we win this week and they lose to the Jets. They'll be five and eight. We'll be five and seven. We'll pass them in the standings because since we beat them, we have the tiebreaker. So this is really good for us in the division matchup. And Dallas has been losing a lot lately. Washington, unfortunately, won on Monday, so that doesn't help us out much. But the fact that our defense played great, if we could play defense like that every game, we probably would have a better record or have a better chance at winning some more of these games. So would I know you didn't watch the game much, but would you take away from what you did see in the game? Um, You know, Jalen Hurts has been pretty good. I will say this. He is the franchise quarterback of the Eagles. I don't think you got to look anywhere else. They made a right choice drafting him? Yeah. You know, you're going to have some bad games. This is his second year. He hasn't had a full season yet. Yeah, because he was sharing it with Wentz. It's about to be a full season. Well, no, not really, because he got taken out. He's yet to have a full season. Um, Everything except for last Sunday has been pretty good for him. Pretty good for Philly. Um, So I'm not going to say, oh, this loss... You know, what should the Eagles do at quarterback? You keep him. You know, see what he does. If you give him a full season and this is the, this is this is what you're getting, now you can change. But you're going to have bad games. It happens to everyone. And he's yet to have a full season. And he's yet to have a full play season with one person as a coach and coordinator. So let's... It happened. He's still playing great. So good. So I'm not. This isn't big yeah. takeaway. As a Giants me. fan, I'm praising him for this season because he's played great um, this season. But for the Giants side of this, you know, I still don't think Jones is the guy. This was a great bounce back for us for Monday, though. That was. I still think you got to get a quarterback. You got to get a running back. Yeah, that's the other thing. We you, get were, you only scored 13 points against the Eagles' defense, which is an all-right defense, Could've but been. you should have scored more. We should have had 16, with, but Gano did miss a field goal. With the offense you have, the talent at wide receiver and everything, you should be able to put up more points than 13. At least 20. So maybe there's nothing of this game changes my mind about the New York Giants. Nothing. And um, I still think what I said last week stays the same. You got to switch everything. You got to change it all up. You keep the players, but you, you grab a running back and another quarterback. Um, um, and you just you, – and you find a good enough offense coordinator, then you can rebuild. But yeah, Freddie this, Kitchens didn't look that bad. This game doesn't mean much. Well, you look at it, the Giants are only a game back of the last wild card. The last spot. wild card. You're still in the hunt, but like you said, if Jones doesn't play this week, it's possibly a ending of your season because you gotta be able to win a couple more games. And this game is a winning, winnable one that we should be winning. It's actually a pretty good game. I got the Dolphins winning this game, that game, because Tua's been playing great. The Dolphins have pl- been playing better. They're on like a four-game winning streak. Um, I I think if 
I think this, you know, just ride it out for the rest of this year for the Giants, and then you change it all up during the offseason. So that's that's my takeaway of that so game. If we, so if we lose this game on Sunday, just ride out the rest of the year yeah. if we lose. And then you figure out what you're going to do. But my, that my second review is the Patriots-Titans. You know, the Patriots have outscored their opponent the last three home games, 135 to 33. That's a lopsided. The Patriots right now are my team to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. They are the best team in the AFC, consistent on defensive side and offensively. You have Mac Jones, who should be rookie of the year. He's 23 of 32, 310 yards, two touchdowns. Mac Jones is going to be a pretty damn good quarterback for the Patriots. He, I think, he will win a Super Bowl in his first in in his career. Um, Kendrick Bourne looking like a fantastic receiver. He had two touchdowns last last week. Right now, the Patriots. If I had to bet my money, which I will say right now, I'm not betting no money, but I will bet. Just my thought. I got the Patriots in the Super Bowl. You don't know an NFC team yet. I, I Right now, the Patriots just look like the best team. They look like the best team on paper and on the field when you're watching. They beat a good, semi-good team in Tennessee. But right now, if I have to choose Patriots or Kansas City, I'm choosing Patriots all day. And I said this during free agency, when after they signed Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry. What did I say? I said this. You think they're going to make the playoffs. People thought I was crazy. I said this. Give it to halfway through the season. Once Mac Jones plays, the Patriots offense will be better than Kansas City's. What do we have here? The Patriots overall are better than Kansas City right now. You think they would still be doing this if they kept Cam? No, I don't think so. Because this system works perfectly when you have a quarterback that is insanely accurate in Mac Jones... The dude is insanely accurate. Um, and you have receivers that are going to get open and he's going to throw it straight there and you don't ha- have to worry. This pass team is the best team in the AFC that I, I have right now. And that's my... T- I don't think Tennessee... I think Tennessee's a fluke. Um, they're missing their best player in Derrick Henry. Yeah, I'm not saying this to hate. I think that that game would have been closer if Henry was playing. Yeah, I, I, th- and I think I think it would have... Yeah, it would have been better. But, you know, Patriots defensively, the Patriots right now looking like their old self. They got Matthew Judon on defense, J.C. Jackson. I got, I got the Patriots. I got the Patriots win, um, winning the AFC. And it's so hard not to like these guys playing at, on the Patriots. Like, I understand people hate and hate. Bill Belichick's doing a great job. And... The Patriots look like they're having fun out there, which is a pretty good thing. So, I got the Patriots. This game just showed me that the Patriots are for real and that they're my pick to make the Super Bowl. Um, I think you just covered everything I would have said. Yeah, and I'm just going to, you know, this leads into the next segment of previewing games. My game is the Patriots-Bills huge Monday night battle of the AFC East. If the Bills lose, this takes them out of one Super Bowl, which I already believe they're out of, and the playoffs. Because you look at their resume, the only team that they beat that was good was Kansas City. And they're all right. We haven't fully seen it. So that doesn't their resume doesn't speak for themselves. They lost to Jacksonville. They lost to Indy. Well, they didn't lose Indy. They got smacked around. At home. At home. There's... This is a must win for Buffalo for me to think they, they're they for real. They beat the Saints who aren't that good of a team. Um, So this is a must win for Buffalo. And you look at the quarterbacks. You know how I was a huge Josh Allen guy before he got paid? Now you're not anymore. I believe Mac Jones will be a better quarterback than Josh Allen. I'm not saying talent because talent, Josh Allen gets it. Are you still high on Josh? Or yeah. Not? 
But I'm not saying talent. Mac Jones is better. We all know Josh Allen's probably talent, more talented than Mac Jones. Um, right now, Mac Jones, in my eyes, is a way better quarterback than Josh Allen this year. Just it's we we if we know football, you're able to just understand. And Jones is doing all this, and he's not really that mobile either. He's a rookie doing it in his first year. If you look at stats-wise, you know how Brady had a great rookie year? He's having a better one. Statistically, in the same offense, same plays being run in two, that, like 2001, Mac Jones is having better stats. So it's, 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 I'm not just making this up. Mac Jones is proving that. That right now, I'm not saying he's going to be Tom Brady because we're never seeing Tom Brady again. That, what happened with Brady? One time, once in a lifetime. One time thing. But Mac Jones has, has, is, and has a huge bright future ahead of him. And right now, I got Bill Belichick winning coach of the year. And I got the Patriots winning this game 42-24. And they, they take in the AFC East. So that's my takeaway from this game. I think that so you think this is gonna be you think they're gonna blow him out? That's what no. I'm gonna ask. Yeah, I, there's just a huge landslide between the Patriots and the Bills right now. The Bills, one they lost to Davis right for the year. Yep, A- um, ACL I believe. There's just a huge landslide between the Bills right now, leading up to this point, and the New England Patriots. The Patriots have not lost knock on wood, lost a game since. They played Dallas. They have yet to lose. And they barely lost that game. And they barely lost that game. So, I got the Patriots. Um, so, I actually... I think this might be, like... I'm not going to say a shootout, but I think the game will still be close. Because, like, yeah, Joshua Allen, he's having, like, a... A, like, rough year, kind of. But he's still... He's still, in my opinion, a top 10 quarterback in the league. And... He's beating better. He's beating like quarterbacks who everyone thought was better than him. Like he beat Mahomes, and um, I think they lost to the Ravens, but that was a close game. So he, I, in my opinion, he's top ten. I'm not really sure if like he can continue to do what he's doing, but like Josh Allen, I think he's still top ten, and. He's beating slightly better quarterbacks. So he's showing that he can beat and he can, like, win. He's already proven he could win a big-time game if he needs to win a big-time game. Who, like, Mac? No, Josh Allen. Oh. But, like, that... Well, that's that's to be seen. Like, to, like beating the Chiefs, I was saying, like, when you beat the Chiefs. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a, a big-time win. But you got to think of it. Were the Chiefs as dominant when they beat them? No, they they were struggling. Expect. They were struggling. Or, they, or were they struggling at the time? They were struggling. At so the therefore, time. I don't. I don't, if it was AFC Championship and they went, a hundred percent agree, a hundred percent. But if you beat a team that's struggling, it doesn't matter. To me, it doesn't matter. But th- that's why this game means a lot. This shows that, that they could beat a team that isn't struggling, that is on the rise, that is on a winning streak. They beat if, if the Bills beat them, and it's it's a because I'm gonna be watching this, and they smack them. This changes the whole narrative of Buffalo and the a- and the AFC as a whole. Yes, but if I if I predict what's right, and the Patriots go in there and smack them. It's just a matter of time till Bill Belichick is back. <laughs> so then on the other side, like, as much as I hate on the Patriots and this and that, Mac Jones is having a really impressive year, and I don't watch much of the games, but, like, the games I have seen, he's been very impressive, and like you said, he's very accurate. And I think at one point you said he's the most accurate quarterback you think you've ever seen play. Besides Rodgers? Yeah. The Mac, like, there's throws. Mac Jones... He doesn't throw it. He throws it where the receiver can only get it, one. 
but he throws it right where it's in the mouth and in the chest where it's no one's no one but the receiver's gonna get who Jones or Rogers Jones but so I got I truly believe Mac Jones is going to have an amazing career and from what knock I knock on wood, I think he might win a Super Bowl. From what I've seen, he's he's a very dangerous quarterback, and now the league just better fear it. Once he if he gets mobility, then we might be talking about him up there with Lamar and Kyler Murray for a great dual threat quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that people want to go back and say, oh, he was a part of Alabama. Um, you know, he had good weapons. These are not the weapons he had in Alabama. But if you watch um, Saban Belichick, the art of coaching show um, on HBO, Saban and Belichick, they might be cousins. They just don't know. They, they just, they don't know, but they actually might be cousins. Um, but here's the thing. Saban will, knows better than anyone else if Mac Jones can play. And he will not tell a team, an uh, NFL team, to not draft them if he doesn't believe they're going to work out. And he, Saban even said that on the show. Saban knew Mac Jones was going to be good. We didn't believe it. I believed it because there's no way you just do what you do and, at Alabama and not do it in the pro. Now, you've always been high on him. Mac Jones... I think you were higher on him than any of the other quarterbacks that were coming out. Exactly. I truly believe Mac Jones is going to have a great career. And knock on wood, might win a Super Bowl. He's obviously tb 12 successor, so they didn't have mm-hmm. to worry about are they ever going to find a successor to replace him and this and that. But, like, yeah, he, he's impressed me. Exactly. Like, if... I mean, I don't know what... What much else to say about that, but... Who do you got winning? Um, the game's in New England, so I'm going to say them just because it's in New England. Is it in New England? From what I saw, the advertisement said Bills versus Patriots. Patriots on the right, which would mean they're at home. So if it's in New England, then that's going to give them the edge. Yeah, but I... Hold on. I was thinking they were in Buffalo. You look... Yeah, that's what I'm already doing. I'm I'm thinking they're in Buffalo. I thought they were in Buffalo. Oh, no, they are in Buffalo. You're yeah, right. that's what I was thinking. So, I, but I still got the Patriots. I don't, I don't know how you, like... Is Jamie Collins good? Yeah. Because, because they're saying he's designated to return off of IR when they play against Buffalo. Just give me your pick. Um, Patriots or Bills? Right now. I'll take Patriots. I don't have a score prediction, though. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to know who you pick. But now, who's your game? Well, I did. Bo- oh, preview games? Yep. Um, I have two. I have your team, and I have Chargers versus Bengals. So, for Chargers versus Bengals, uh, Justin Herbert on the season right now, looking at him, he has 3,230 yards, 24 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and a 96.5 passer rating. And Joe Burrow has 2,835 yards, 22 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and a 101.6 passer rating. So, like, stats-wise, in terms of touchdowns to interception ratio and passer rating, Burrow's having the better season. But yardage, Herbert has more yardage, and he has more touchdowns and less interceptions. So this is why I think this is going to be a battle of two really good quarterbacks for only, what, their second season? This is going to be a battle of two very good quarterbacks, and I think this will be one of those wire-to-wire games where it could potentially, depending on how their defenses play and or a potential need for a score on special teams, this might come down to who has ball last on offense. So... I think this will be one of those very close games because both quarterbacks are very good and, in my opinion, underrated. And I also think Herbert doesn't get the credit he deserves because nobody really looks at the Chargers and just thinks that they're going to win games because they're not known to be a winning team. They, I don't think they even have a championship. But that, that's just me. What do you think about that game? I think the Bengals win. It's um, in Cincinnati, too. So. 
I, I think Cincy wins. You know, I think right now Burrow is the better quarterback than Herbert. Um, I just think Cincy right now is a better team. They're just a better team right now. They beat in Baltimore. They beat in Cleveland. They beat in Pittsburgh. They beat in... Um, obviously, they had some losses with the Jets and everything. But they bounced back. They're for real. And um, so I got Cincy winning that game. I really do. But um, my last game is the battle of the AFC West. Broncos win. The, it's Broncos versus Chiefs. If the Broncos win this game, they 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 take the lead in the AFC West. Yeah, this is a division matchup. So this this is a huge division matchup. They even ha- they had to even flex it to it's a Sunday night game because it's 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 gonna be a good game. This, but it all depends for the Denver Broncos. They have a great team. They have a playoff team. The one question mark, though, for me is the quarterback. Can Teddy Bridgewater play exceptional and play up to what he used to be? If he can play above average, Broncos are playoff contending team. But... If he doesn't play well and he gives the ball up and he turns the ball over and the offense isn't working, they're not going anywhere. But they have the talent on offense. They have the talent on defense. It's just it's up to the it's up to Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but if you look at it at the Chiefs' sake, if they win this game, I think we're gonna see a Patriots Chiefs AFC championship. Even though you weren't high, I think this this will show that they're back because they're they're if they play well, if they play well, and they haven't and they don't turn the ball over, and they play like how they used to. I think we'll have a Pats Chiefs AFC Championship again. Um, this will this will definitely give me a lot of okay. They're they're looking like their old self. If we see that, who you think is gonna win? I think we're gonna get a shootout. I really, I think we're gonna get a shootout. Not one team has an advantage except for the crowd. I got the Denver Broncos. Thirty-one twenty-four. I think the Broncos win it on a last-second touchdown or a field goal. So I got, I got Denver. I think somehow, some way, the Broncos figure it out, and I think Bridgewater plays exceptional. And he'll he'll show that he he is the future of the Denver Broncos. So I got the Broncos winning this game in a close, close I think, ball. I think it will be close, but I think in the end, um, Kansas City's going to win because it is at Arrowhead. And yeah, that's kind of what. And Arrowhead yeah. is a very hard place to play in. Very hard. So it's kind of hard for a team to go in that arena and win. Mm-hmm. Just like how we we somehow almost beat them when we played them, and it was at Arrowhead. So. I think if the Chiefs win, it's going to be because of that atmosphere and the home advantage and that being a really hard place to play. But I think it will be a close game. If the if the Broncos play like how they did against Dallas, it's going to be a close game. If oh, the, yeah. If the Chiefs play good, too, and then the Broncos play how they did against Dallas, it's a close game. But if Dallas plays bad, if Denver plays bad, then the Chiefs will probably run away with the game. So that's just me. So my other game is... Your Pittsburgh Steelers visiting the Baltimore Ravens on the season as of right now. Roethlisberger has 2,522 yards, 14 touchdowns, 6 interceptions with an 88.9 passer rating. My guy, Lamar Jackson, my second favorite quarterback behind Aaron Rodgers, or AR-12, has 2,612 yards, 15 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions with an 87.5 passer rating. But now the Lamar slander is back because in their game at home this past Sunday night, versus the Cleveland Browns, those 12 interceptions, four of those he just threw in that game, three in the first half. So now a bunch of people, including you, are kind of giving him his slander because he had the one game. But this is my thing about games. I feel like if a team loses one game, they shouldn't start to get hated on thinking that they're not good anymore because it's one bad game. Bad games are going to happen. If it's over a string of games, then yes, you can start saying stuff. But... It's one bad game, 
yeah, they won, but when you have four interceptions and you're Cleveland, you got to take advantage of those interceptions. They probably could have won that game. Best believe, if you, if you get four interceptions in a game, you should be scoring at least three out of them. But the fact that they lost the game and they were given those four opportunities to potentially score and end up winning the game, that that's going to hurt them. Now they're on their bye week, then they got to play Baltimore again, but this time in Cleveland. So I, in terms of Cleveland, I wouldn't be happy about this because they gave you, Lamar gave you multiple chances to score and you didn't take advantage. And then in the Ravens case, I feel like I feel like this doesn't hurt Lamar's bid for MVP. That's just me though. Like he's clearly showing he's more of a. I don't think he wins it though. No, I'm not saying he's going to win. I think he should still be talked about yeah. for consideration. I mean, he's showing he's more of a quarterback than a running back now because I saw the stats this morning on GetUp on ESPN. He has 707 rushing yards, which is ninth in the league when normally he's in top two. So that goes to show he he can throw more now than he can run because now he's showing that he only relies on the run when it's a designed play that he's supposed to run or when it's necessary and he has no last choice. Now he's not just doing it to do it anymore like how he was. But so who do, you, who do you got winning, Steelers or Baltimore? Um, It's in Baltimore, so I'm going to say Baltimore. All right, good answer. So before I, I choose my win, I want to go back to the point where you made about Lamar Jackson. You say I slander. I don't slander. It's not just you. I'm saying. I criticize. Let me tell you something. I mean, kind of if Big Ben or someone throws four picks in a game, what would we say about him? Honest guess or honest answer. If it was Big Ben or any other quarterback, what would we say about the four picks? They shouldn't be happening. That's the only thing I can think of. They shouldn't be playing quarterback. Why is it different for him? When we know he has trouble passing the ball. I think I think my reasoning is because not every time a quarterback throws an interception is it actually them making a bad read. Sometimes the receiver will drop it. In the Until last Sunday, before Big Ben threw two picks... He was the only quarterback in the NFL to not throw one since to not throw week. one since week one. Lamar threw three in one half. He threw two in six passes. I don't give a shit who the quarterback is. It's even Tom Brady. I said it about Tom. I don't care who you are. You throw four picks, you, you're you the issue. And you got to correct them. Because let's say this. Let's say if those four picks were to Kansas City or to um, New England. Imagine they score on all those turnovers. Now you're down four possessions. You lost the game. So who would the loss be on? The coaching or Lamar? Lamar, but there you there you go. Don't even say another word. So there you go. Um, I'm not hyping on him. I've given his his credit, and I've also criticized. He cannot make those mistakes. I need to be able to trust Lamar in big time games. There's Cleveland. There's no no. There's Pittsburgh. There's Cleveland. Like just a little. Beat ahead. Then you got 50 feet. There's Baltimore. And Cincy together. The fact you barely beat a team that's 50 feet below is an issue I have. Because you look at it, New England. And basically Cincy, all my teams in the AFC. That I can safely say... I'm willing to put my money on them to make it to the Super Bowl. Imagine that's a playoff game and they lose. Lamar's hoping to get a big contract, which he will get. That does not help your case. You cannot be throwing four picks. If they score all four of those possessions, 
Baltimore's down four possessions. You and lost, they and they probably lost. You it. lost the game that you have no right to lose. So, but now let me go back to my prediction. I got Baltimore. You got nothing else to say about you. I got Baltimore. No. There's huge difference between a winning team and a losing team right now. And, you know, there's some Ravens fans. We're not going to say who. Um, but it's always been in the AFC North, and it will forever be this way. You have Pittsburgh number one. You have Baltimore right there in second, if not in force with them. Then you got Cincy. Then you got Cleveland. In the past, however years it is, Pittsburgh has nine division titles. Three Super Bowls. Baltimore has six division titles. There's goes Pittsburgh. So right now, Pittsburgh can suck a little bit. Baltimore ain't catching them yet. But it goes Pittsburgh, the big brother. Then you got the middle child in Baltimore. That's living up to about to be the older brother too. Then you got the mistake of Cincy, but they're trying to turn their heads and be like, "I'm not a mistake. I'm the, I'm the perfect or not perfect. I'm the potential son or potential brother." Then you got Cleveland. That's just the mistake. That just shit happened and, you know, you didn't put a condom on and Cleveland came about. So, therefore, I got Baltimore, though, winning this game. There's, I don't, and I don't think it's close. I don't think it's close. I I think Lamar will have himself a day. And this time next week, we'll be saying he threw five touchdowns, went for 100 and passed for 200. That's that's what I think. You have nothing to say about your Steelers. Nope, that's it. So, but I, my thing is, what do you still think the do you still think the quarterback? This this is just a general question in regards to the league. Do you think that it's fair for a quarterback on his stat line to have an interception when the receiver was open and he threw it to them and it bounced off of their hands and it was an interception as a result? What was that? Do you think it's fair for a quarterback to have an interception on their stat line if they throw a perfect pass to the receiver, but the receiver doesn't catch it's it still and it bounces pick. off? And then it's does... still a pick. It shouldn't it's go on the quarterback. Pick. No, I, I agree. It shouldn't go on the quarterback. It it goes on the receiver, but it's still a pick. But two two or three of those interceptions Lamar threw was his fault. One of them was definitely not his fault, which I agree. I didn't see that one, but. But there's there's three that I can perfectly say that's on Lamar. Well, let me guess, they were tight windows he was trying to get him in. I don't fully remember, but three of them are his fault. But I no, I I agree with you. But there's also some that are the quarterback's fault. And I I wasn't just saying that just for Lamar. I was talking about quarterbacks in general. Oh yeah, no, I was just saying too. But like the four picks can't happen. Listen, you throw two. That should be enough to say, okay, what am I got? What am I doing that's wrong? What do I got to do to change? Look at looking at the film real quick during the mid game. You got the tablets, okay? So the receiver ran there. I threw it there. Okay, I can change it. Let's run the play again. You run the same play again and you throw another pick. That's an issue I'm gonna have. Is because are you not looking at what you need to change? Because that's an issue. You can't throw four picks and be like. That's on me. No, no shit, it's on you. <laughs> you threw four picks. Maybe after the second pick, you should have known. What am I doing wrong? But I'm not even saying this is on the like. This is about Lamar. Lamar. This is about any quarterback that throws four picks. If it's Big Ben, your ass is on the bench. Especially if it's Big Ben. Are you kidding me? You should know better. You think Brady would get benched? No. You no. Eh, no, you can't. That's there's Tom Brady, then there's everyone else. Rodgers can't get benched. Either. No, I'd bench Rodgers too. Brady's the only exception because it, it's, we don't got to talk about. It. 
It's Brady. Come on. But, um, yeah, no. I agree with you, though. I agree with you. But let's go to our final segment. Um, top 10 cornerbacks right now. Do you want to go off of who do we have on our list? Like, back-to-back? Or I go and then you go? Yeah, I like that format, back-to-back. Okay. Cornerbacks. All right. Defensive backs. Mine's in order, though. Yeah, that's how we do it. Yours are always in order. Mine aren't. All right. So, at number one, going off of last year and this year, and especially Sunday's game, I got J.C. Jackson at number one. My number one, just because he was the first one that popped into my head, not... Not also, J.C. Jackson's um, Instagram handle is Mr. Interception, by the way. It is? Yep. Not, I didn't write this one down to be like biased or anything. He was just the first one that popped in my head. I have James Bradbury. Bradbury is top 15 for me. I have him missing the cut. Two, two I have Jalen Ramsey. I have Ramsey at five. Three, I have... Stephon. Well, the reason why I have Ramsey at five is because sometimes he gets beat against big receivers. But there's also not. But they're also on a losing streak, giving up a lot of points. That's on. That's also on Ramsey a little bit. So, I, But I got Ramsey top five. There's no question. If you don't have Ramsey in your top five, there's something wrong. <laughs> Three, I have. I put, I put Stefan Gilmore. When healthy, he's... I don't have him on my top ten right now. I have Jair Alexander at three. My four. Oh, my number two is Tredavis White, by the way. He, he's my number four. Yeah, I have Tredavis White. Um, number four, I have Denzel Ward. He's not on my list. My five, basically going off of last season and this season, I have Xavier Howard. I have him at seven for me. My sixth is Marlon Humphrey. I got Trayvon Diggs at six. I got Diggs just missing mine. Just missing? After the season he's having? I have him just missing mine. Um, my eight. Marlon Humphrey's my seven, and J.C. Jackson's my eight. Mine is Mike Hilton. For nine, who's that? No eight. He's on the Bengals. He's a former Steeler. He has been playing really well, and he's the energy for the Bengals defense. So I got Hilton at eight. At nine, I got Kenny Moore, who had a great day against Tom Brady, and he's on the Colts. I got Kenny Moore. Nine, I put Darius Slay. Junior. At 10, I got Patrick Sertain. 10, 10 is where I put Jair Alexander. The reason why I put Sertain in my top 10 is the dude's a stud. And he's playing great. And he's playing, if not, if anything, he should win Defensive Player of the Year right now. He has been playing amazing. And he's going to have a great career. I have him at, I have and you say, who's better, Sertain or Diggs? What I think might happen is Sertain might have a better career. So I got Sertain just beating Diggs out at 10. But if you were doing 11, you'd have him at 11. Oh, yeah, 100%. But that's, those are my top 10. Those are my top 10. But um, that's it for me. Do you have it. anything? Uh, no, that should be it for me. All Unless right. you want to talk about, did you watch basketball yesterday? No. Then not. Nah. Alright. Um Tune in next time on Major. I'm Beast One. Peace.